When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben Bolin here with our remarkable auto editor, Scott Benjamin. Scott, what's going on? Not remarkable. That's, uh, I got to live up to that? That's, uh, that's, hey, that's you, a tall order. You, you are not even, that word is trying to live up to you, my friend. I appreciate friends. it. I appreciate yeah. it. What do you want to talk about? I am so glad you asked. What I would like to ask you about today is uh, license plates, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Because in, in Georgia, as I'm sure you've seen uh, when, you, when you moved here, right, because yeah. no, one, no one here is a native. That's right. Um, Seems that way. Right. Sometimes it does. Uh, a lot of people have just a sign replacing their actual license plate. <laughs> This sign might be neatly typed and printed. It might be scrawled with a Sharpie on cardboard. And it always says something to the tune of tag applied for, you know. Yeah, I swear I've seen those uh, written in lipstick on a piece of, uh, you know, just notebook paper mm-hmm. is what it seems like. They're, they're everywhere. I, I don't know if that's even legal. I, I, I don't know, but it just, it just says tag applied for, and it seems that that works or that passes. Mm-hmm. It's so weird, man, because I was on my way to work, and I, and I saw something like that, and I thought, you know, does that, does that even work? It's, oh. it's, uh, it's, it's very strange. And I also, I saw some vanity plates, and, you know, I don't know about you. I have a hard time with vanity plates because <laughs> there's this, almost this compulsion to try to decode what they mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're in such a weird language. So it got me thinking, um, how did license plates come about? How they come about? Yeah. Okay. Before I get into that, let me say I'm not a fan of vanity plates either. Awesome. Other than that, let's go. Well, um, hang, on, <laughs> just, hang on just a second. I don't know if our listeners can see this, but we're going to high-five yeah, on that. Okay, yeah. there, no that's vanity fun. plates. Yeah, no vanity plates. Um, let's see, history. Yes. We'll talk about history plates. All right, well, cars are, I guess, 
relatively new, maybe sure. a little over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Plates came about not long after that. Um, they were just a way of you know identifying vehicles that are on the road. I uh, didn't really need that when you had horse and carriages. Um, you know, okay. There's no, I guess, no need to really. Vanity plate or vanity plates. I just said it again. Just yeah, license yeah, plates. Just license plate. Just license plates. I don't think they had vanity plates back in the early 1900s, <laughs> but maybe they did. Uh, license plates in the early 1900s, really, it was just kind of a way of... Uh, you know, making you register your vehicle so that they knew who had cars on the road and a way to tax that vehicle as well, oh, and the, the driver. Yeah, um, that makes so, sense. Yeah, so they could pay for the roads and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever infrastructure they had to build now for these cars. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, just a matter of way to tax people. Were they always made out of metal? They were, yeah. They've always been metal. They've always uh, there have been a variety of materials that they've been made of. They weren't always the same sh- you know, size and shape, and they weren't always made out of the same thing. Um, you know, they changed through the decades. It's always just kind of what's available at the time and what, I guess, what makes sense at the time. Okay. I guess yeah. what's what's the most cost-effective, what's the most... Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, early on, I guess they were made of iron, which, I mean, heavy yeah. iron, iron plates, you know, and imagine stamping something into iron or, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing, but would you have a blacksmith make your license plate? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> the same um, guy who was making horseshoes? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was probably, there was a stamping process, and, you know, that was involved in it. Mm. But, yeah, they were made of iron, and then, and then it kind of shifted to tin or some other material that, you know, there was a flat, thinner material a little lighter weight but mm-hmm. uh, plentiful at the time then well actually I heard one person or one one article that I read said that in Arizona they had copper plates for a while they Weird. Had, uh, yeah they had flat copper plates um, which I guess it just goes to show that you know it's whatever's available whatever materials available because there's a lot of copper mines I think out there aren't there yeah and Silver, cop- copper's, copper is, is, it, is that right mm-hmm. um, is copper supposed to be pretty ductile too is it malleable yeah definitely very mm-hmm. and uh, so I think it would be an easy one to press and get uh, you know whatever you need out of it mm-hmm. but copper that's kind of an unusual one yeah. I think it was just very localized to that area it was just I right, see. Yeah. You know, that, that Arizona area um, and then later uh, they were made of porcelain which I thought was kind of strange but uh, it kind of makes sense if you think about it uh, but that, that didn't last too long it hang, went on, the, hang on I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt Scott how does that make sense porcelain yeah it's it's actually pretty it's it's durable material I mean it's it'll you know it won't rust it won't uh, I mean, you paint them of course I okay mean, well, yeah you, I guess seen, I'm just thinking well of you've plates. seen porcelain I mean maybe it's a coating um, I, I'm not exactly sure I don't think it was a complete porcelain plate maybe it was i don't know yeah that's pretty that's pretty awesome though. yeah yeah i'm sure you could find some car museums or something like that you know and they could give you the lowdown on them what they were exactly yeah. made of but very well you've won me over yeah. with <laughs> no rust <laughs> i i think that's the case anyways yeah. um and then you know during the war of course a lot of you know the the metal was designated for wartime use um for making planes or ships or whatever they needed to you know they it changed everything so they were made of um again according to this article that <laughs> right they said they were made of a soybean based fiberboard material which i thought was really crazy but yeah. and they said that you know in this particular article again they said that um goats would often chew on these because they were edible <laughs> so that was kind of a, a downside to those mm. um just I guess whatever whatever's cheap, whatever's available, whatever mm-hmm. whatever you can get at the time is what they made them out of. So from from here, could we say that license plates, I guess, like the automobile, probably originated in the U.S.? Well, I, that I don't know. I mean, because yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there had to be a way to you know identify those vehicles, tax those vehicles, sure. in, you know, wherever they are in, in the rest of the world. So I don't think it, it's not it's definitely not a strict strictly not a U.S. thing. So there, see, so you're you're reading my mind, my friend. Uh, that leads directly to my next question mm-hmm. so license plates are worldwide right of course yeah pretty much wherever there's a car okay yeah that's right um I, 
you know, be, being someone who sees a, a lot of stuff about cars on a, on a day-to-day basis, I've noticed license plates seem to vary widely. It's not like there's a global standard. No, not at all. There are all different shapes. In fact, we weren't standardized here in the United States until, oh, I think it was sometime around in the 40s, maybe. Actually, no, no I'm sorry. It was in the 50s. Now, wow, I'm that's looking pretty down, recent. Looking down at my notes, I'm cheating a little bit. But <laughs> it was in the 50s, late 50s, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. Uh, so the states all had different size and shape plates until that point. They were close, but not exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were standardized then. Now, obviously, you've seen the European, well, not obviously, but hopefully you've seen the European plates that yes. are the longer, thinner plates. There are plates around the world that are oval-shaped. There are plates that are different sizes. You know, they, they go in different places on the vehicle. Those long, thin plates, uh, the European plates, they wouldn't fit on the back end of a U.S.-made vehicle. I don't think so. Uh, you could put them on the front bumper, and I've seen them there. Uh, you know, just kind of as a, they're not really, of course, to, to designate it. They're just decorative, I guess. It's almost just a cosmetic Yeah, cool that's factor. right. Yeah, they, they have nothing to do with that registration of that vehicle here yeah. in the States anyways. But yeah, they're they're different all over the world. And okay, so I I really need help on on this next one. Um, you know, you see plates occasionally when you're on when you're on the road that are special plates. Like uh, mm-hmm. dealers have uh, a special plate, mm-hmm. and I was wondering what what are some of the different types of of specialized plates? Oh my gosh, there's a, there's just a ton of these. There are plates for veterans, of course. I mean, okay. each each of the different wars. In fact, there are even plates for recipients of the Purple Heart. There are plates for people that have survived the Pearl Harbor attack. There are, there are plates for let's see, doctors. Well, not doctors, but um, diplomats. Uh, diplomats, maybe? Yeah, yeah, diplomats. There's just plates for everything. I mean, there there are wildlife plates. There are uh-huh. uh, plates about you know if you you want to support um, you know golden retrievers rescue or you know I just just yeah. all kinds of plates. I mean, what are some that you've seen? Um, I've seen. Those? Let's see. Con- congressmen members have uh, specialized yeah. plates. Yeah. Uh, I thought you know for a while doctors used to get them. I think there are. Let's see. Correct me if I'm wrong in this, but aren't there some types of education plates? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. There's there. It seems like there are plates for every. Thing. And then typically, if you choose a plate, you know, with, with that insignia or whatever it is that's stamped onto that plate or, or a decal that's applied to that plate, the, the proceeds from that plate or part of the proceeds from that plate go to fund something, you know, a worthwhile cause in that area. Oh, so I let's see. say you get an education plate, you know, that, that a specific percentage of that plate, sa- sure. the sale of that plate will go to fund, you know, the schools. In mm. that in that county or maybe in that state, I'm not sure exactly how that works. In fact, the vanity plates in California, uh, all vanity plate sales go to um, environmental issues. So uh, if you <laughs> buy a vanity good. plate in California, you're you know helping the environment, I guess. See, I you know I, I've got to tell you, I earlier we we high fived on disliking vanity plates. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with them mm-hmm. because some of those things, man, they're just so hard to figure out. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I see you before X, Y, Z. What does that even mean? You know, it's yeah. like a really hard crossword in a foreign language sometimes. But uh, it's it's nice to hear that California at least has has turned that weirdness into into a force for good. Yeah, and it's not just California. I mean, any state that you see something like that, you know, that they have uh, different wildlife funds and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of different plates. I mean, you'll find schools that have different plates. You know, that that's popular now. Well, that's and neat. this is kind of strange because this this all came about very recently. Up until, I don't, I don't know what year it would be, but it wasn't that very long ago that every plate within a state was the same. Um, mm. You know, they were all easily identifiable. They were, you know, let's say... Um, oh, state motto here, right? Like yeah, the that's Keystone right. State or I, the... Exactly. And they were all the same color and the same, you know, the lettering was the same. Mm. Now, if you look around, I mean, in Georgia, we have 
have, I don't know, it seems like 20 or 30 different plates. Sure. And yeah. um, that's kind of unusual, but I shouldn't say unusual because a lot of states have that now, but it's, it's unusual to me because not too long ago, they all had to be the exact same, and the reason was so they could be easily identified. That way, um, law enforcement could say that's that's a car from California, oh, I see. and here's the number. Now, with uh, you know the onboard computer systems that they have, they're able to simply just you know enter the numbers and figure out where a person is from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's the key to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's the key is that this that they're um, they can identify the vehicle has to be very clear. Um, so, you know, the, the design can't obscure the numbers in any way. That's why you can't have, you know, surroundings for your plate that, that oh, block yeah. the numbers or, or sure. letters or your registration tags. Um, it, it's all, it all comes back to you know, law enforcement being able to identify who you are or who your, you know, I guess, your vehicle with that plate, making so sure I, that I, they match up. Identification and taxation. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's that's pretty. You know what? That sounds reasonable. It sounds like mm-hmm. the system's worked pretty well so far. Mm-hmm. You know, it's comforting to hear that people who steal license plates or something like that, as soon as they get checked, it won't check out. That's right. There's a very limited time that that will work. Okay. <laughs> In fact, it's probably the, you know the next time a police officer is following them in traffic, you know, because they're checking those things. Yeah. So, not yeah, not that any of our listeners no would try that. Not a good idea. It's Speaking of the, and you'll see where I'm going with this when I ask this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the criminal element, I've got to ask you while we're on the topic, Scott, <laughs> who makes license plates? Oh, I think I know where you're going with this because uh, this is way led into it, but you are correct. Prisoners do make a, uh, a majority of the plates. Wow, right so that's now. not no, just that's, a movie thing? It's not. They don't make all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some private companies are, are making license plates, but cheap labor. It all comes down to cheap labor. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's, that's true. And um, now the process is different now than it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, with just the way that they're they're delivered to them or the way that they're made. You know, they've advanced. They're they're reflective now. They have different coatings. They're decals and sure. you know, it's it's different. There's not really any painting going on anymore. Okay, um, it's just kind of stamping in. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, okay. but yeah, that, that's you're right. There's a you know, majority of the plates are being made by prisoners. You know, I always thought that that was weird, but now that you've explained it in this context, it kind of makes sense because along with the quest for the cheapest, most usable material, there's been a quest for the cheapest, most easily used labor. Yeah, that's right, Ben. They look for uh, they look for cheap labor as well as you know the cheapest material that they can you know they have available to them. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of uh, dollars and cents. Hmm. You know, Scott, I have to tell you, thank you so much because. You know, I'm I'm like you, like most people. We like to have a little bit of flair, be a little bit different, have some style and panache. And I was trying to find a way to get a out of the out of the normal range type of license plate. You know, not being a congressman mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. or a uh, or a diplomat. Did or, you say yet? You know, I'm a young I'm a young man. <laughs> okay, I didn't know you had those aspirations, but that's good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. But. uh in, until that until that day, uh, I, I think that I'm going to be able to skip the the strange notion of buying a vanity plate and instead, you know, just get get something that donates to a, a good cause, you know, like uh, forest conservation or or education. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate you breaking this down for oh, us. Of course, anytime. Love right. to do it. Great. And to all our listeners out there, thanks so much for dropping by. If you have any question you'd like to ask us, please write to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And if you'd like to learn more about anything automotive-related, please drop by our auto channel on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.